I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. From Barangaroo Studios, this is the COB, brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission. Hello, hello. This is the COB, all the stuff you need to know about the day and I suppose the week in business and markets. I'm Nadine Blaney. I'm Kyle Rotter and uh, I suppose it's been a good week. In fact, it's the uh, first week in eight, I think, that we'll have registered again for the week, up around about 3% or thereabouts. So uh, after, well, what has been a very difficult March and ultimately probably a difficult quarter, yep. um, again, something positive. Well, I'm glad you said positive. I feel like one of our regular viewers took a bit of a pot shot at me today in an email saying you shouldn't be talking about silver linings and optimism that, uh, you know, put it in perspective. It's been so negative as of late. Yes, we know. I know. And I think you think he referenced market manipulation, in fact, in that. And I think you're overstating, you know, my impact and effect and powers over things. Uh, we don't call it the Nadine Blaney <laughs> phenomenon. Just uh, <laughs> certain days when you're wearing certain colors, the market will change. I've seen it. Um, yeah, well. no, but it is nice. It is nice to see a bit of green on the screen. Mm. We know that there are still big credit issues within the global banking system. I spoke with it with Franklin Templeton earlier today. You can check that out online. You know, it was a really good interview, I thought, and lots of information contained in it. And of course, we're sailing toward, Kyle, the RBA that meets Tuesday, 2.30. It certainly does. And uh, well, a lot of the conversation we have had this week is centered around that. I think a lot of the conversations that we'll have next week, and we'll go through that obviously mm-hmm. a little bit, but we'll be around that too. We don't just, not only do we have the decision on, t- uh, uh, on Tuesday, but we also have a very key speech from Governor Lowe on the Wednesday, which I guess will be something of a sales pitch, I, I would imagine, on uh, how the RBA is handling policy as well as, well, what it sees uh, from here on in. So it looks as if we're going to be up yeah, around 3%, a little bit more than that for the five trading days, which is a bit of a relief. Uh, we saw a lot of strength coming through in the mining space and mm. in, in the the big miners, you know, BHP up around record highs again and uh, had another really strong day today. Hopes around the Chinese reopening, hopes around, you know, demand coming from that part of the world. And then you add a little, well, should I say a lot of M&A into the mix. And yeah, it was really, um, it was really, you know, a, a, a relief for a lot of investors out there. Yeah, for the material space, it's it's fascinating, I suppose, just really because we're still seeing that divergence between underlying commodity prices for now. And, you know, still the big three miners are very close to their record highs. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're really betting big on that China story. And today we did have manufacturing and non-manufacturing PMI figures out of China. And the services PMI, at the very least, or the non-manufacturing, I should say, PMI, was a lot stronger than expected. Mm-hmm. So we'll see how that's digested in US trade, especially after the inflation print that we get. Um, But maybe some positive signs coming through, maybe some justification for that optimism reflected in the minus. And Dalian in Singapore, iron ore futures today, again, tracking higher. It looks as if uh, we're on track for a second quarter of gains. And again, it's on the expectations of those improved, um, you know, the improved demand side of the equation coming.
coming through in China. I just had a really interesting inform,、um, chat with a small cap expert、oh. on agri commodities、Ooh. as well. So, phosphate. Rock phosphate、okay. and potash, and、oh. obviously they're part of the whole food security、uh, conversation. But if you'd like to check that out, I don't think it'll be in the show notes, but it will definitely be available online if you look for small caps. And、uh, yeah, I thought it was a really interesting conversation. Obviously, it would be a bit, of, but more of the risky end of the market because there's such small, small, small caps. But、um, yeah, interesting thesis when it comes to the investment case there. Yeah, absolutely. I've said for a little while not that、uh, my my uh, opinions is、uh, worthwhile as as that、uh, individual, <laughs> but、um, certainly I think one of the themes for the 2020s is going to be food security. When you、mm-hmm. look at the strategic issues as well as the impact of climate change,、um, there's probably a reason why Bill Gates has bought up a lot of farmland in the United States. It's going to yield a, a very healthy return in time. I would imagine. Yep, I would agree. But again, who am I? Anyways, just the optimist here. Let's get to some of these sectors to see how things are looking today. Yeah, the materials really again leading, and we also saw real estate leading today. And we've got、uh, information technology. So that's another, I guess, key theme of the entire week. Kyle is the fact that we've seen these big tech names in the U.S. outperforming.、Um, really, they are responsible for a lot of the gains that we've seen in the U.S. And the chip makers again, really, in favor in the United States. Those big, you know, the big behemoths. So、mm. uh, interesting dynamics. Yeah, I mean, we've probably seen it a little less here because we don't have those kind of high quality tech names quite as much as as the US. But、um, if you listen to some of the breathless headlines today, or the Nasdaq's in a bull market, it's up twenty percent off its lows. But the truth is, is that we've got interest rate expectations changing、uh, by well rapidly over the last few weeks. So duration is starting to outperform, and to an extent, that's feeding through to the ASX 200、uh, as well. And well, you know, we have to keep an eye on the banks too.、Uh, very, very much a big mover in the market, no matter what. They do, and well, banking crisis, crisis averted, I suppose.、Um, obviously, we've put that to the back burner, and one of the reasons why we have obviously rebounded this week、uh, in, in global equities. Yeah. Okay. So there's a little look see at the banks. So underperforming the broader market. It was a pretty quiet day in terms of corporate news out there today, Kyle.、Um, but it, but it comes. Off the heels of a really big week,、um, you know, we've talked about the metals and the miners. We've somehow not mentioned Liontown and Arbemile and that bid that's yet to be improved as of right now. However, it seems as if it's a pretty sure bet that either that bid will be improved or another bid will emerge. You heard us talking to Henry Jennings on this、uh, podcast and program last night,、mm. not last night, yesterday afternoon,、right. sort of saying.、Um, Like you can't understand why you know Pilbara wouldn't be in play, why any of these miners wouldn't be in play. So,、uh, lithium a big story this week, and we also had M and A in general. You know, United Malt Group that big coming through from that French. Uh, company also sort of set things on fire this week. Yeah, and just I suppose in today's、uh, news, we did have Rio Tinto and First Quantum、uh, reporting a partnership to develop one of the largest copper deposits in the world.、Uh, AMP Capital also had its AGM、uh, headline in the AFR today. The Royal Commission almost killed AMP. My first thought was, if they had killed it, would they have started charging themselves for life insurance、oh. after being dead? I'm not too sure. But anyway, <laughs>、uh, clearly still trying to work its way through that.、Uh, well, very significant event in AMP's life.、Uh, Lifestyle or business cycle. Yeah. All right.、Um, look, there wasn't a lot of news around. There was a bit of news、uh, around Brevera Solutions. It's been shifting its board around. The question being, after it looked to raise capital, 
I was told it was a bit of a rescue raise. Is this turnaround story taking hold? Is it a good bargain right now when you think about the tech names and just how hard they've been beaten down? Anyways, it was the stock of the day. Kashi had a chance to speak with his expert guests about this one. Let's take a listen. It's a business that's going to be worth something, uh, but I'd probably want to see, can it actually do 7% net profit margins? Um, you know, they've had their gross profit come down massively in the most recent half. And so, and it's hardly been a long-term growth story either. It's gross profits kind of gone up and down. Yeah. So not really a secular grower over the last 10 years. There's no reason to think that it would necessarily become one. So the question becomes, what's your sustainable profit margin? There are good signs there. Yeah. Um, and, you know, they, it, you know, the business obviously is worth something. That software, um, you know, is it's, you know, not not a complete loser. Uh, look, I mean, they've, they've done the right thing, making structural changes, capital raisings, um, and the like, so yeah, but it sort so of does. as an analyst, that ticks a box for that you. That ticks director buying as well, ticks boxes, yeah. but um, but it's certainly not. Look, it's been in a fairly significant downtrend for yeah. quite a while, um, and you know, there's pretty good, there's pretty high quality competitors uh, within the you know within the space as well. Um, I yeah, I'd, I'd be very much wait and see. But also really looking forward to speaking with David Lane from Ordmanet. He is spending a little bit of his Friday with us just to give us his thoughts on the week that was. David, what do you make of it? I mean, it, we'll, we'll bank it. We'll take the gains that we've seen. But is it likely to continue? Well, that's yeah, that's the big question, isn't it? It's been certainly a, a good week uh, as we come into Friday. But, uh, you know, I guess... A week, two weeks ago, we probably didn't expect that we'd be up for the quarter. So I think uh, on current numbers, we're up about 2% for the quarter. So an, an okay return. But we have had a, a massive swing. We've had a 10% swing uh, across the, the ASX 200 over the last three months. So it's been a very volatile period. Uh, as you said in the in the intro, that uh, the NASDAQ has up about 15% for the quarter. So they've done very, very well. Uh, and surprisingly, given all of the issues that's been going on with uh, Silicon Valley Bank, etc. So we've seen a, a turnaround as far as many of those tech stocks are concerned. Um, we're still pretty cautious about the US and, and think that they haven't necessarily factored in a lot of the, the issues as far as interest rates are concerned over there. So cautious us uh but we are starting to see some value here in australia and, and we've seen um not only some of those tech stocks here rally strongly but as you said the the resources are doing quite well and, and we're seeing some value coming back into the the banking sector and some of the the bigger names that have uh, been sold off with the the uncertainty that have occurred in the last uh, last month or so so I'm just looking at the market now, obviously high for the week, uh, high for the day, uh, for the month of March where, and I, I want to quote this more just because of uh, whether it's sort of a sw swings and roundabout situation. So for the month of March, we're down 1.1%, which in the grand scheme of things fa mm. is fairly modest. Because so much of that was driven by this kind of banking concern in the United States and how it trickled over here, I mean, do we sort of write that off and then now it's back to what we were worrying about in February, which is rate hikes, growth trajectory, Chinese story, all those sort of uh, themes for, for our local market? Yeah, I think so. I think we're, we're getting back into a period where, uh, you know, assuming there's no other major uh, 
uh, events like the the Silicon Valley or or even Credit Suisse, uh, I think we'll we'll get back to a bit more um, d- domestic conditions. Uh, we saw earlier in the week that the retail sales flat but still actually quite resilient um but we have seen that the cpi came off a little bit uh so that will give hopefully the the reserve bank enough to pause rates on tuesday um it's still a a little bit of uncertainty as to whether they'll they'll have another raise or a pause we'd like to hope that they pause and i think if they do that uh that could actually be a bit of a a positive for our market at the start of april well, David, um, we were speaking with a guest earlier today uh, from State Street, Dan Gerard, and he reckons that all of this banking crisis and the credit crunch will probably put a bit of a dampener on some cyclical stocks. Do you agree? Yeah, it's certainly possible. Uh, I, you know, I don't think those those issues are necessarily over. Uh, we think that Silicon Valley Bank was really more mismanagement, but uh, you know, reality is interest rates have risen very, very quickly. So there will be people who will get caught out, or, or businesses that that get caught out. So yeah, definitely, I think those cyclicals are, are a little bit vulnerable, uh, and we're also concerned about the. You know, the, the medium to longer term outlook for retail spending because you know we are ed- heading into a period of, of potential economic slowdown uh, the interest rates will start to bite here those people coming off fixed rate mortgages etc we're heading into a period where we think that economic activity will slow down uh, so some of those uh, cyclicals as well as the the uh, discretionary retailers were a little bit uh, concerned about you know, over the next three to six months. David, uh, had to be short and sweet today just in the interest of time, but really appreciate you helping us wrap up the week that was. Have a great weekend. David Lane from Ordman Minute. Thank you. You too. Yeah, I've got to invite Dave to come down for the last call one of these uh, weeks. Yeah. Um, it would be good can, to see him uh, in take Sydney. our show to Queensland just on, on Roadshow. Oh, good idea. <laughs> we'll work on that. Yeah. All right. Uh, tonight, there's obviously this big risk event on the horizon. So, you know, some of what we've talked about will probably be null and void after we get the PCE deflator coming through in uh, the US tonight. Uh, yeah, so next week, it's a pretty big one as well, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. So RBA uh, a decision. We also have US non-farm right. payrolls on Friday, which will be significant. Good Friday as well, so we'll be off, of course. Uh, clocks change. I want to say that too. Clocks change of the weekend. So Wall Street closes at 6 a.m. Again, if you were listening yesterday, want to find a way to part with your money early in the morning, you'll have to do an hour earlier than uh, I did at least uh, a couple of weeks ago. And then we've got that RBNZ decision and the Governor uh, Governor Lowe speech. So first week of the month, always a lot of T1 data. Yeah, I'm looking forward to just seeing a bit of sun when we get up in the morning, Kyle, and make our way to the AusBiz newsroom. Uh, You know who will not be making his way to the AusBiz newsroom, at least not on a daily business? That is David Scott. David Scott, our esteemed colleague, is uh is leaving us uh, just because he's got some life changes coming up yeah absolutely uh number two on the way i'm sure scuddy is not uh, wouldn't wouldn't uh be be too bothered with me uh letting you know that that was the case but uh, obviously a fantastic contributor to the australian media landscape for basically a decade right now a decade up until this point been fantastic for Oz because i gotta say one of the things that I loved working here was learning off of his experience. And I know Absolutely. a lot of folks uh, that do watch Ausbiz really benefited from his insights, probing questions and, and, and everything else. So uh, Carolina, our, our, our producer, just said that uh, it looks like he's died there based on what I just created on uh, Canva before. <laughs> He's totally fine. That was just my yeah, poor, poor... He's absolutely fine. Totally In fact, fine. he might join us 
for a little bit in the last call. Absolutely. He's good. Yeah, we yeah, will miss we you, Scotty. Thank you, ne nevertheless. Thank uh, you, nevertheless. From all of the team here, we thank you and we wish you well. And we know we'll be in touch. So we look forward to speaking soon. Um, look, let's get the last call. The show on the road. I like your artistic skills, Kyle. This guy is a, well... He's a renaissance man. He has many talents. Um, yes, on the last right. call, <laughs> Philip Pepe from Sean Partners, Mark Gardner from Macro Capital, Henry Jennings from Marcus Today. If you don't watch it live, you'll have to catch up with it. It's good fun. We'll see you then. The COB is brought to you by eToro. Invest in ASX shares with $0 commission. 